Welcome to Catch These Vibes. My name is Charmonique. You are listening to my 90s series. I have been talking about some of the best movies from the 90s decade. I really do appreciate you taking the time to listen. This episode is going to be 1995's Friday. This is one of those movies that I felt would be expected. I feel like people would expect me to talk about this one. But here I am. I don't know how many movies in. And I'm now doing this movie. And the reason why I decided to do this movie is because it is really and truly a classic comedy. First of all, this is a a true comedy this movie is funny from beginning to end it just doesn't get old and those are the best type of movies those are the best types of comedies where the jokes don't ever get old for me personally the jokes in this movie I continue to laugh at like not even even when I'm not even watching it like I can think about the movie and just think about a certain part and I'll forever find it funny and I think that's what makes this such a great movie it just speaks to how well done it was the writing and just the overall story I felt like you know what let's talk about Friday it's a must we got to talk about Friday I know I, I, I really tried and pride myself on not being too predictable with the movies that I choose to talk about. But this one, I feel like it, it's, it was time. Time to get into this movie. This is a movie that I, I feel confident in saying that every black household has enjoyed watching one moment or another. This is like the, the movie for black families Friday and people and we love Friday after next and next Friday I don't know I, I was thinking like actually I do know I was thinking about which Friday is my favorite and I think the first one is my favorite I think the first one is the best story overall and even though it's like it's not anything deep it's not, I mean, I guess depending on how you look at it, but it's just an effortless story, meaning like it's very simple. It's just about two homeboys chilling, one that was selling drugs, one just lost his job for no reason. And the one selling the drugs, he owed a person money and got to figure out how to pay the person back. You know, just something really, really simple like that, that I feel like can be looked at as very relatable to anyone, really. Anyone who's lived that lifestyle, who's grown up in similar place that this movie is set in, in California. Anyone can like, you know, really relate to that and, and, and see themselves in these characters. And so I think that's why this movie is so good and so meaningful just a very very impactful movie in the black household so that's why I felt like you know what this is an important movie to talk about because not only is it an important movie because of how good it is and how funny it is 
but just because I feel like what Ice Cube did and what F. Gary Gray did is something that I think probably inspired a lot of people and the fact that Ice Cube, he's just a really great writer. Not only was he able to write music and write for other people, he decided to to take those writing skills and create this movie and then go on to create others. So as I was saying, I, I definitely feel like Friday, the first one is my favorite. Obviously, the other two are super funny and good. And there's a lot of memorable moments in, in all of them. I'm just laughing thinking about it. I think my favorite is Friday and then next Friday and then Friday after next because just like I said the overall story in the first two was better not to say that the Friday or Friday after next wasn't good I mean it was still was good I just feel like this just the overall story wasn't as good as the first two or even as as good as the first one really but it's still a classic. I still love it. It's still funny. There's still a lot of moments in there that I feel like I quote a lot of people quote. And I'm pretty sure maybe those ones are their people's favorite. And I think a lot of people consider Friday After Next a Christmas movie. And I, I would consider it a Christmas movie as well. So that's another aspect to that that specific one. So yeah, we're going to get into Friday and just talk about this movie and what it really means to our culture. All right, so as I mentioned, Friday was released in 1995. It is available to watch on Tubi if you would like to watch it. The director is F. Gary Gray. So Felix Gary Gray is an African-American music video director, film producer, and film director from New York City, known for directing films such as Friday, Man in Black International, Be Cool, The Fate of the Furious, Set It Off, The Negotiator, Straight Out of Compton, and The Italian Job. So he directed 22 music videos. So shout out to him. He was really, really handsome like really handsome back in the day I mean he's he's still a handsome man but like especially like around this time in his cameo in the movie he was he was cute so the writers for this movie are Ice Cube and DJ Pooh so very interesting about DJ Pooh he was supposed to play Smokey's part but the the, the studio they wanted to have someone play Smokey that was a more known actor. So that's how Chris Tucker got the role, which I, I get. I understand. I think that Chris Tucker definitely made the movie better because a lot of the parts that are just like super funny are because of Chris Tucker. I think it would have been a, a, a good movie either way but I think that Chris Tucker was just like the missing piece and I it, without him it probably just wouldn't it wouldn't have been as big I think for sure 
So Mark DJ Pooh Jordan has produced records for LL Cool J, Tupac Shakur, Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, and many others. In the mid-1980s, DJ Pooh co-produced LL Cool J's Bigger and Deffer album with his producing partner, DJ Bobcat. In 1992, Pooh founded the Bomb record label and in only two short years, went on to become an in-demand producer. Pooh then re- transitioned into writing, directing, and acting. Utilizing his relationships within the hip-hop community, Pooh was able to seamlessly integrate the hip-hop culture into film by writing the hit film Friday, Three Strikes, and The Wash. Pooh was also the co-writer and producer on the video game phenomenon, Grand Theft Auto San Andres, and most recently served as the as the creative consultant on Grand Theft Auto Five, and co-writer of the Grand Theft Auto Online. Pooh will be writing and directing the film The Grow House, a full full length urban comedy based on the world of marijuana. So shout out to him because that's. That's legendary. The fact that he 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 worked on Grand Theft Auto. I hope that he is, you know, getting his his coins off off of that. You know, because when you tap into doing things like video games and stuff like that, I would assume that that's good money. So I, I definitely do hope he's getting paid what he deserves to get paid by his part in in the video game so shout out to him shout out to dj Pooh and ice cube for writing this movie so let's get into the cast so ice cube he plays craig jones chris tucker is Smokey. nia long is debbie tom lister jr he plays debo john witherspoon rest in peace to him rest in peace to to tom lister jr as well John Witherspoon, he plays Mr. Jones, which is Craig's dad. Craig's mom, Mrs. Jones, is played by Anna Maria Horsford. Regina King is his sister, Dana Jones. Paula J. Parker, she's Joy. That's the girlfriend or ex-girlfriend to Craig. Faison Love, he plays Big Worm. DJ Pooh, he is Red. And then Felicia is played by Angela Means. We also have Vicklin Reynolds. She's Joanne. That's Smokey's mother. Tony Cox. He's Mr. Parker. Anthony Johnson. He's Ezel. Bernie Mac. Rest in peace to Bernie Mac. He plays Pastor Clever. And then there's also a cameo from Megan Good. She plays one of the kids at the at the ice cream truck. Dub C's in here too. He's one of the shooters when when the drive-by happens. And then Terry J. Vaughn, she plays China, which is Dana's friend that, that comes over to do her hair. If you don't remember who she is, she plays, what is her name? Levetica Jenkins? <laughs> On the, yeah, no, Levita. Levita Alizé. She she's uh the off of the Steve Harvey show. 
she was the boo thing of Cedric Entertainer's character. So yeah, that is the cast. So shout, shout out to everyone who played a part in this movie and made it what it was. So this movie was shot in California, Los Angeles to be exact. The movie had a, a estimated budget of three million five hundred thousand and it went on to gross worldwide about 28 million dollars so it did really good based off of you know what what it took to make it was released april 26 in 95 the movie is about craig and Smokey. they must come up with 200 dollars that they owe the local bully, the local drug dealer, or they will be shot at by 10 o'clock. He threatened to kill both of them for not giving them his $200. And when you think about it, $200, that's not a lot. I mean, it's not a lot. You know, you would you would think it was like 1000 500 even. It was just $200, but they didn't have it. It's like, Craig, you, you've been working, but we don't even know how long he was working. Who knows how long he had his job? It's like, dang, you ain't got no money from your past checks? Like, nothing? Craig didn't have no money. Smokey had, Smokey had $100, but he was supposed to be selling the weed, but he kept smoking it all. So he wasn't really making any any sales the way that he was supposed to. He was getting high off his own supply. So the movie starts out with us finding out that Craig got fired from his job. But the the thing about it is he got fired on his day off. So this is something that is brought up for a, a few times throughout the movie. And... They fired him saying that he got caught for stealing boxes. And the whole time, it was really Ezel that did it. And my thing is, they look nothing alike. But, you know, according to white people, all black people look alike. They just decided to blame it on Cray for whatever reason. So he got fired on his day off. And him and Smokey are talking about it because Smokey comes over in the morning. The thing that is just hilarious to me that Smokey says when he finds out that he got fired for stealing boxes, what you trying to build a clubhouse? That part is hilarious because it's just so stupid. Like, (laughs) first of all, it wasn't even him. So why would he be trying to build a clubhouse if if it really wasn't him, the one that was actually doing the stealing but it's just it's just it's just so stupid (laughs) that's not one of my favorite parts so that's the thing about the movie that I really do love and enjoy is just the little things that Smokey says to Craig that that is funny and I think it, it really just speaks to the types of relationship that I feel like certain black people have I'm not going to say only black men because women can have these these types of relationships as well where it's like we talk shit to our friends and it's like they don't take they don't take it to heart it's just we just talking shit we just making jokes cracking jokes on one another and it's not that deep you know 
And I think they they do talk a lot of shit back and forth. But you can tell that they definitely, you know, they they really fuck with each other at the end of the day. They just they just talk their shit. The movie is them sitting on Craig's porch the whole time and different things happen that they experience in their day-to-day life. And we get to see that. We get to get a glimpse into these two men's life and what happens in their neighborhood. They take us around their neighborhood a little bit. We go to, we get to see Smokey's house and what his house is like. It's a very classic part. Her mom, his mom on the phone and how she's laughing and, and she'd be like, oh, yes, it is, yes, it is. Laughing on the phone and how... Smokey's annoyed by her and then he asks she asks him to go to the store and she only gives him a dollar and he just like this ain't enough and she say making enough that's a quotable part right there and then they go to the store and we see Ezel pretending like he fell or slipped slipped in the store and he like my neck and my back. That's a quotable part right there. And that's the scene that we actually see the director, F. Gary Gray. He is like one of the people that worked in the store in that scene. So we get to see them go through the neighborhood and see the different people that live in the neighborhood. And that's pretty much what the the movie is. It's just them in that in in their neighborhood. They're late, living their life, dealing with the issue. And the issue is that Smokey is a really bad drug dealer. Okay. He ain't selling the drugs. He's smoking them. And he owe Big Worm some money. And so once, once the movie establishes that Big Worm wants his money, we are then having to see them figure out how to get that money so the neighborhood in which friday is set in is actually the same south central los angeles area in which the director f gary gray spent his childhood principal houses that were used for filming were houses of old friends of gary the scene where debo punches red causing him to fly through the air is Gary's childhood home. So I thought that was interesting. And it just, you know, speaks to using the tools that you have in front of you or, you know, that you are are easily accessible to you as someone who's just starting out. That's something to keep in mind. Make things easier for yourself or make things a bit more affordable Use what you're what you have. Use the people that you know to make whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish possible. Don't don't be too hard on yourself trying to do things that you really aren't in a place to do just yet. And so if that means you have to try to do something in your neighborhood or old neighborhood, that's definitely doable. You can make it work that way. So the scene that Devo punches red who is dj Pooh. we are seeing the different ways in which Debo just be bullying everybody 
And so that is one of the major parts of the movie, Debo being the neighborhood bully. So every time he come riding by Craig and Smokey, they got to hide they, they jewelry and their money and, and their valuables because Debo will try to steal it. He takes stuff from everyone and that's just what he do. So he has stole Red's bike. He has stole Red's chain. And when, and when Red tried to get it back, that's when he punched him and he flew in the air. When he had took his chain, that's another classic scene because he was very, very hurt by that. And he was like, my mama gave me that chain or my grandmama, which one of them. So he runs to his car and that's when Smokey was like, and he going to cry in the car. And still to this day, you hear people saying that, cry in the car. Like, that's a thing that I feel like, I think, I believe was originated from this movie, from Chris Tucker saying it, from Smokey saying it in Friday. People still to this day, still, still to this day say, so-and-so going to cry in the car. Like, it's that's the thing. I really, I, I really, that's what I love about this movie. I think that it's, these types of movies, they really help form our speech, like what we say in conversation, what we, the type of jokes that we make, it kind of helps form our personalities, our sense of, sense of humor. And that's what makes these types of movies important and, and the most impactful because they are timeless. So this film was shot on 126th Street in Normandy in South Central Los Angeles, known territory of the Crips Street Gang. The Crips are known for wearing distinctive blue bandanas, whereas their bitter rivals, the Bloods, wear equally distinctive red bandanas. As such, red clothing of any kind was banned from the set to prevent cast and crew from being assaulted for appearing to be a Bloods gang member. I thought that was interesting when I read it because... When you watch the movie, you do not see anybody wearing red. Like, they're wearing blue. Like, Smokey, he's wearing blue. Craig, he's wearing, like, black. Debo, he's wearing black or blue. Nope, nobody's wearing red. So that's that's another interesting thing about the movie. So the day goes by and... Big Worm, he comes around the block for a second time. And this is when Smokey includes Craig into his drama. And he does that by telling Big Worm that, oh, you know, Craig, he lost his job. So we was just, we just started smoking. We just was talking. And so now Big Worm like, what? Like, Okay, so now I'm gonna kill you and him since y'all playing with my playing with my money. And, you know, playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. So this is what he this is what he told Smokey. And now he done got Craig involved into his drama because he pretty much peer pressured Craig into smoking the weed. Because Craig, he was like, you know, I'm a smoker. I, don't, I mean, I'm a drinker. I don't smoke. That's not my thing. But that's when Craig was, or when Smokey was like, you know, you ain't got no job. You ain't got shit to do. 
he gave him that whole little speech and convinced him to hit the weed. And so they they started smoking. And Craig, he started tripping a little bit. He was hearing his heartbeat and feeling like he was seeing things. You know, if you if you don't smoke before, you probably most likely have experienced the things that Craig was experiencing for the first time. Cause he, like he said, he he was a drinker. He didn't really smoke. And so that's that's how Smokey got Craig involved into the drama. And now it was like, okay, now it's, this ain't just a Smokey thing. Now it's a Smokey and Craig thing. And now he now Big Worm is threatening both of us. Craig and Smokey, they go into Craig's house and start chilling to make and they make some Kool-Aid because they got thirsty from all that smoking. So they were just chilling on the couch. And then Dana, or no, Debbie, actually Debbie, Dana is the sister. Debbie is played by Nia Long, and she came over for Dana, who is played by Regina King. So she came over to see Craig's sister, but she wasn't there yet. And so this is when we see Craig flirting with Debbie. He a little high, and she she could tell he high, and he... He acting a little weird. And this is when Smokey calls Debbie's friend that she was hooking him up with. And so she just gassing herself up like, yeah, they say I look like Janet Jackson. Whoop-de-whoop. Yeah. And so he tells her to come through so that he could see her and they could hook up or whatever. And so she she come by around later on that night at like seven seven thirty ish. And so this is when we we find out that Debbie and Felicia are sisters. So Felicia is played by Angela Means, and she just like she really bummy. She be coming around asking to borrow the most ridiculous stuff. Like she asked to borrow, um, I think Smokey's car. Asked to borrow a microwave. Just random ass shit. Like stuff that you shouldn't be asking to borrow. Like you come over and ask to borrow some sugar. You know you can come over and ask to borrow something like that, but not not the dang microwave, not the dang car. Like girl, bye. So that's why that's where bye Felicia come from. So Dana, or actually Debbie, Debbie tells Craig that Debo had been beating up on Felicia. That's when we find out that they've been sleeping around or whatever. And so that's something that plays a major role at the end of the movie because that leads to a big big thing at the end of the movie that's really really important so she leaves well once she leaves Craig's ex-girlfriend and you know what's crazy I didn't even realize that they wasn't even really boyfriend and girlfriend at the time she was his ex-girlfriend her name was Joy played by Paula J. Parker 
she was just she she kept calling and calling and calling and calling and she was tripping on him talking about she saw her sister baby daddy cousin saw her at the show last night and questioning him and whole time she got a nigga laying right next to her in her bed so she calling 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 him all day she popped up at the house and she just so happened to pop up when Debbie was there because Debbie had came back because she had forgot her purse. So she came back and while while she was coming outside, that's when her and Joy crossed paths. And she tried to act like she was gonna do something. But Debbie, she just, you know, walked past. She wasn't bothered by by what Joy was saying, because she knew she wasn't going to do really do nothing. But she was just being loud and ghetto for no reason. This is a lot. This is a part that people copy a lot. When she when Joy rolls up on Smokey and Craig, and a lot of people copy that outfit. You see people do that for like Halloween and things like that. So there's just there's like so many different scenes in this movie that people like to imitate and you know do parodies of um still to this day. And so he was able to Craig was able to calm her down after she saw Debbie leave and he was almost about to get be able to borrow the money from her, but then Felicia decided to come and ask to borrow something at the wrong time. So, of course, that made her upset and she just skirted off. So, he lost out on possibly getting the money from her at that point. Now, they was back back at square one. The day is going by. It's getting darker outside. Because Big Worm, he said he going to pull up about around 10 o'clock. So, they had until 10 o'clock that night to figure something out. Or, you know, they was going to possibly be losing their lives. So, a very, very important scene of the movie is when Craig goes into his room to get his gun. And while he's doing that, his dad walks in. His dad walks in and he's just like, you know, asking him, like, what, what you going to do with that? Like, wh- why you got a gun? And just ask him, what's what's that for? And so Craig, he, he responds and says, it's you know protection and so his dad was like protection from who and so he says me and Smokey I gotta walk Smokey down to his house so his his dad starts saying different things like you know if we if your mother and I would have known that when we moved into this neighborhood you would need a gun to walk down the street we probably would have moved over here or whatever they scared to to you know actually fight and it's really important to understand that you win some and you lose some but you win you live to fight another day and so he asked him you know you think you're a man with that gun and that's when Craig said I'm a man without it so he told him to put it down and put his dukes up and said you know now you a man so that was that's a very very important scene, a very important moment for people to have to look back on a, a black father telling his black son what makes a man a man, like being able to have that example set by this movie. Some people don't have 
the uh, dad to really tell them to teach them those types of lessons so the fact that they decided to put this in the movie I think was very very important and I I do love that yeah there's this movie is a lot it's silly it's a lot of it's a lot of comedy jokes and things like that but there's also a lot of different things that you can learn from this movie and this is an example of something that you could really take from it and really apply it to your life so even with that being said though he's Craig still takes his gun and he has it on him for for protection like he said once they go outside they they see a van pulling up and then that happens to be big worms people pulling up to do a drive-by so they they start having a shootout or whatever craig and Smokey day was able to get away and they hid in the back of a pickup truck luckily they was able to end up not getting shot and they made it back to craig's house so once they, they get back around to craig's house everybody obviously hears all the gunshots and everybody comes outside Craig's mom and dad they're looking for Craig looking around for him they asking people one thing leads to another Debbie comes outside and she's upset with Debo because he put his hands on her sister Felicia so a little bit earlier in the night Smokey was trying to he still was on his mission to find the money to pay Big Worm so what he did was he snuck into to Felicia's bedroom window where Debo and Felicia was asleep and she and he was trying to steal the money from out of his pocket so earlier in the day they both Smokey and Debo they had broken to the neighbor's house and stole some money so they were able to get $200 and so that's what Smokey was trying to get the money back because Debo he wasn't he wasn't going to split it so he just kept it for himself and because of that Smokey knew that he had it on him and so he was almost close to getting it until Ezel came into the window and woke and woke Debo up so Debo was under the impression that it was Felicia that was the one that was trying to steal his money out his pocket so he had punched her he punched her face real bad and so Debbie she was over it she was just like you know you you keep putting your hands on my sister and if I was a man I'll whip your ass and so I think he ended up slapping her pushing her and Craig had ended up coming back around the corner and he witnessed it and he stuck up for her like you can't be hitting on no woman like that and so that's when Craig and Debo get into a fight Craig then though he does pull out the gun but everyone his dad he was convincing him to put the gun away put the gun away and so he ended up putting the gun away and then that's when they really start fighting Debo chokes Craig out but Craig is back up and he starts fighting back again and then he got the best of Debo and knocked him out everybody in, is watching this happen Smokey, you know, he on the side cheering Craig on like, that's my dog. That's my dog. And you know the infamous, you got knocked the fuck out. Craig defeated 
the neighborhood bully. And he ended up getting the girl, Smokey, got the $200 to pay back Big Worm. So everything ended up working out at the end of the day. And everything was everything. So that's pretty much how the movie goes. If you haven't seen it, please, please watch this movie. And so now I'm just going to see if there's any extra interesting trivia that we can go over that might not be something that y'all are privy to. So we're going to go through that and do that. This hood classic was filmed in exactly 20 days. Chris Tucker being the genius that he is, he did improvise many of his lines in the movie, which I can which I can see because like the part where he like, you know, families ain't never got, you know, two things that we need. Kool-Aid, no sugar. Ham, no burger. That is something that he also says in his stand-up for, I think it's Def Jam Comedy. He says he uses that joke on there as well. So, so according to Kathleen Bradley, she was immediately considered for the role of the sultry, hey, Miss Parker, when Ice Cube saw her on The Price is Right where she was one of Barker's beauties at the time. He pointed her out of the of it to his production company and said, I want that sister. Bradley was 43 years old at the time of filming. The line, by Felicia, was also used in Straight Outta Compton by Ice Cube's son, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who portrayed Ice Cube. In that film, the line was used when Cube kicks a woman named Felicia out of the hotel room. That movie, as well as this movie, was directed by F. Gary Gray. So it does look like Chris Rock and Tommy Davidson were considered for the role of Smokey. Tommy Davidson, I could I could see that. I could see that. Chris Rock, nah. Mm-mm. His just the way he delivers his lines is just it's just different. It would just would would have been different. I don't think he would have made a good Smokey. In a deleted scene at the beginning of the credits, Ezel, um, Ezel, Ezel is, is seen running down the street carrying boxes. These are the boxes that Craig Jones gets falsely accused of stealing from his job and is subsequently fired on his day off. This is a movie that Quentin Tarantino had on his list of best of 20 best movies coming out from the 1992 to 2009 so I did want to add that I did want to say that this movie is a classic for a lot of people not just black people for all all people um if you are someone who who loves film and doesn't discriminate I feel like this is something that this is a type of movie that you would be feel like it's high up on your list because it's really that good like it's not just for black people it's for all people to enjoy the gold chain that Debo snatches from red after confronting him Craig and Smokey on the porch was actually part of a necklace that belonged to DJ Pooh's grandmother so that was a real one one of his real necklaces that wasn't a prop so as of October 2022 eight of the cast members are deceased 
LaWanda Page, Bernie Mac, Yvette Wilson, Michael Clark Duncan, Ronaldo Ray, John Witherspoon, Tom Lister Jr., and Anthony Johnson. This does not count Justin Pierce and Jennifer Eccles, who appeared in Next Friday and Friday After Next, respectively. So rest in peace to all of them. And they all, you know, played a, a part in making this movie, you know, what it is. So the song being played on Smokey's car while Smokey and Craig were about to go to a store was performed by Dr. Dre, a former member of NWA, just like Ice Cube. It is also remembered that Dr. Dre, along with other NWA members, were once dissed by Ice Cube through his rap, No Vaseline. Though, during the making of this movie, they had already settled the, their differences. Reading about this, it, it makes me want to watch Straight Outta Compton. I want to watch that movie now. That's a really good movie. I just, I don't know, something about movies like like this one, Straight Outta Compton. I, I love the music choices that represent that time, the time the movie was filmed. And I love the Dr. Dre music that's played throughout. So I don't know, it just reminds me of NWA and it makes me want to watch that movie. So I'm going to watch that soon. So according to A.J. Johnson, the character Ezal was initially going to be played by Tommy Davidson. However, after Davidson was unable to fill the role, A.J. stepped in and played the neighborhood crackhead. He said that he based the character around his brother who was an addict and explained some of the craziest moments dealing with his brother. One story in particular, AJ recounted was hitting his brother with the car and seeing his brother bounce right up as if nothing happened. I think Ezel, he's he's a funny character in the movie. And one thing that I love, or one part that I really do love, and that me and my friend we used to say a lot is when Ezel he had came over to Smokey's house because he he said that he was going to wash his car because Smokey had bought him a beer. Smokey, he wasn't able to get inside his house because, I don't know, his mom wasn't there or she just didn't answer or whatever, and he had to shit. And then he had he had asked Mr. Jones if he could use the bathroom, and he was like, you got to do number one and number two. And then Mr. Jones was like, nah, you ain't, you ain't taking a shit in my house. So he didn't have no choice but to go shit on the side of the house so Smokey Smokey back there taking a boo-boo Ezel he comes at that exact time and he like you you look like you back there taking the shit Smokey just like try to get him to go away or whatever Smokey like you know don't tell nobody don't say nothing whoop whoop and so Ezel like I ain't gonna tell nobody whoop 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 and then so he as he walking the pot or walking away he like Smokey back there taking the shit and then he like, I ain't going to tell nobody else. <laughs> that part is so funny to me. But yeah, so I really love Ezel's character in this movie. He, I think he definitely nailed the, the crackhead role. So it's revealed in deleted scenes that Craig's dad is eating grapes at the beginning of the movie. And that Smokey is eating a sugar sandwich while they're high and watching music videos. But we knew that he was eating grapes. I, I mean, yeah, I knew he was eating grapes. Well, he, because he sure was smacking on them like there was something else. But yeah, he was fucking up them grapes. When Ice Cube's character is in the kitchen to bring his dad a glass of water, he drops an ice cube 
After picking it up, Ice Cube breaks the fourth wall by directly looking into the camera. I feel like he does that a couple of times in this movie. By breaking the fourth wall and looking at the camera. I think that time and then there's one other time that I that I recall. So Ronaldo Ray, Red's father, and John Witherspoon shared the same birthday. Ronaldo Ray was born in 1940 and John Witherspoon was born in 19. 19- Next episode, we are going to be starting our Christmas vibes. A little early, but you know, you know the vibes. Once Thanksgiving is over, it's Christmas time, okay? So we're going to get into the movie The Preacher's Wife. It's definitely one of my favorite Christmas movies with the beautiful, beautiful one and only Whitney Houston and the handsome, dashing, charming Denzel Washington. This is a really, really special movie to me. I love it a lot. So we're going to get into that and then start off our Christmas season. And it's, it's going to be crazy because like December is going to be here before we know it and then over before we know it. And then I will be done with this 90s series. What's next for the Cassie's Vibes? I'm not absolutely sure right now. I'm still figuring it out, you know, but I'm going to take a break and really just think about what I want to do next. If I want to stop doing this podcast, maybe start a different one. I don't know. It's a lot up in the air for me to be honest with y'all but I definitely want to just take a take a break and reflect on what I've done how I can do better and really just take this thing to the next level so I think that's definitely important to just reevaluate things and not be stagnant and just continue to grow and get better at whatever it is that you put effort into every day it's very important to evolve and grow so please make sure that you are subscribed or follow social on social media catch these vibes pod catch underscore vibes pod on twitter check the website out catch these vibes Leave a review via the website, via whatever podcast player you're using to listen. I appreciate the love and the support. I appreciate every listen, every play, every share, every retweet, every repost, every mention of my podcast. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hope you all have a great rest of your week. Be blessed and vibe out.